You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more information, go to knownlegacy.org. Now here's your hosts, Will and Travis. <laughs> it's another th- Thursday. I almost yes, said Wednesday, is. but it's another Thursday. It's a Thursday. It's Friday Eve. Got a nice little Christmas tree there behind you, Bill. I do. I love my Christmas tree that I didn't put up and have any th- involvement in. Very nice. Very but nice. It, sound, it looks good in the back of me. I do want to thank uh, uh, the guys here at Enfuego Cigar Lounge here in McKinney, down town McKinney, for their hospitality. Let us come in a little early and set up and, and make this happen every yes. single day. Yeah. Big round of applause to those guys. We're super thankful um, for them. And uh, if you haven't yet, go to uh, knownlegacy.org. You can find out information about Bill, um, some events that we have coming up that you can uh, tag into. If you want to make an end-of-the-year donation to help support the mission and ministry yes. here, you can do that there as well. Always follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. You can be there. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe if you want to. Share with the family, friends, pets. We're always in for that. So thank you guys for checking us out. Today I'm excited about the uh, uh, the guests that we have. But uh, before then, Bill, what you got for us? Well, you know, I was thinking about something this morning. So I'm drinking some coffee right now. But I, I have an unhealthy obsession with eggnog. Do you, Are you guys eggnog fans or no? No. Why? It's so good. Yes. You do. But here's, here's the deal. Okay, go for I, it. I'm the lone eggnogger as I like to call it in the business, the eggnogger in the family. And so I get no love of eggnog at any time. I haven't had eggnog in probably 10 years. Do you just no one likes it in my family. Why? So it's I just, so good. I will sit around the house at night and just slowly cry myself to sleep knowing that <laughs> I have not partaken in any festive eggnog. Well, so when you do festivate. Festivate? I'm liking it. Eggnog? When you festivate eggnog, do you find yourself, do you, do you cut it with milk? Or do you just drink it straight? Cut it with milk? No. I, I put some, um, some festive brown liqueur in there. Oh, okay. So rum. I put spiced rum in mine. That's a good idea. I just, maybe, yeah, maybe I should try that instead. And maybe and some nutmeg. Anyways, I was just thinking about it because. What are you? I, I usually cut it with milk and I add some nutmeg in it and I mix it up. It's like, to me, it's like the eggs right before you pour it in the pan to make the omelet. <laughs> it's like runny. It's just disgusting. Don't you ruin this for me. <laughs> Why are you so scrunchy? You made eggnog a dirty thing. How dare you? And if you'd like to apply for our new producer opening, <laughs> info at nanlegacy.org, we have an opening that just came available because someone has ruined Bill's Christmas forever. Everyone's looking at the application. Why do you need to like eggnog? <laughs> Anyways, I just I, I love it because I even put it in my... So I had a friend of mine who, who puts it in their coffee. Okay. And oh, so I'm, in, I'm, I'm down for that. It's brown. It's, it's amazing. Brown liquid. It's amazing. So anyways, yeah. so anyways, I would say I've been grateful for eggnog right now. But, but what I am more grateful for is, uh, is our guest that's on today. I'm yes. super excited about introduce this. Your, uh, introduce the guest. So, so I'd like to introduce you guys to uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, Rich Paulson. Hello, so, Rich. Rich, are you there? Hey, guys. I'm here. There he is. How's it going, man? I'm here to sell books more than you. Uh, <laughs> Yes, with the Christmas coming right up now, we'll have a quick moment <laughs> from right, our. Yeah. And for those of you not watching, um, <laughs> if you look over uh, Rich's shoulder, you will see two, not one, but two of Bill's books. Yes, so, yes. Um, you know, it's one for each hand, so you can read them both at the same time, right? 
I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, but yeah, I, I I'm so glad to have you on, man. Thank you for the for the little shout out to to uh, to more than you, but but I definitely am excited about having you on because it's been it's been five seasons, mm, and I've yep. never we've never had you on here, and you are one of those um, those people that have been in my life for so long that have impacted me so much, and so for anybody's listening, this guy has made a huge difference in my life. Uh, really helped journey me through, and and what I what I saw was a man who loved Jesus, who had character, and so Rich, can you share your story a little bit, j- j- just kind of where you came from, all that kind of stuff, where you are now? I know that you're you're a successful businessman in upstate New York, which is almost like an oxymoron. I think successful in New York is probably a hard <laughs> thing. How does it feel to be in communist China? And <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> And looking it's for hard. a co-host now on uh, the <laughs> Known Legacy po- podcast. So if you'd like yeah. to be a producer or a co-host, <laughs> info at knownlegacy.org. So, no, anyways, Rich, take it away. Rich, share your story. Uh, yeah, share your story with us. It is. Uh, so, uh, in, in, basically, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but I, I grew up in a, a good home, uh, hard work, uh, good morals. And then I went to college, off to college, and I was a big time, I would say, partier. Um, drinking, smoking, belonged to a fraternity. But at the end of the day, uh, there was an emptiness to that. And, uh, but I've always said everything in my life, you know, what's the next step, what's the next plan? So my last quarter in college, I said, all right, I've got to find a, a woman uh, to marry. So uh, being a cigarette <laughs> fraternity type of guy, John Wynn was our guy. And in this movie, Red River, he, he went up to this woman and said, hey, you've got good teeth. You've got good hips. You're the, you're the Marion type. So you I did not. Tell me you did not do that. Please tell and, me. Uh, so I was with all my friends in the fraternity, and I said, that's my, uh, that's my rule of thumb. She has to have good teeth and good hips. So there, my took her out on first date, and I asked her if she had any cavities, and she said no, and then the parents had good hips. <laughs> went back to my friends, and I said, I'm marrying this girl. And Which is a good call. Know, yeah, little did I know, she was a uh, strong, born-again Christian. Hmm. And uh, so I always say this, God knew what it would take to get closer to him. It was a five-foot-seven blonde. <laughs> with good teeth. With good teeth. That's right, with good teeth, no cavities. And to this day, she doesn't have Listen, guys, I, I've met Rich's wife, obviously. Right. He definitely married out of his league, like far. He way out punted his coverage. But the thing, that I, the thing that made me think about it, even in your journey, is how long did it take? So in your journey of her being a believer, where were you when you came to know Jesus? Like how long did that journey take? Were you, did you fight with that? Or share a little bit about that part of your story. Excellent. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I would say it took well over a year uh, for us to date. And, uh, and we actually got engaged, but once the, uh, we were engaged, that's where the problems really started in our relationship. And so, uh, again, we went to family life marriage conferences. And so at uh, the conference, because I recognized I needed a compass in my life, mm-hmm. uh, and I needed some sort of direction, a plan, uh, on how to do this relationship thing and marriage thing. And in fact, like one night, uh, Melody was sitting down with me and She's crying. She said, I want to be your best friend. And I said, well, if you want to be my best friend, then start acting like a guy. And I was curious, and it didn't go over very well. No. But I realized at that point, I really don't know how to have a, uh, a relationship. So I was looking for some sort of plan and direction. And I found that the Bible was that. So I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
in 19, February of 1986. And when they asked at the conference, okay, whoever accepted Christ, raise your hand. I wouldn't do it because I used to be like the Apostle Paul. I used to make fun of Christians. Right. And friends and I, we were riding down the road and we saw somebody with a, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord, we laughed at the car, that type of thing. So I was real quiet about it initially. Mm. And I think I've always remembered that, uh, you know, though when you talked earlier about being in business, I always wanted people to know who I was first, you know, before I started sharing uh, them uh, about Christ. I wanted to build credibility. Right. Like that first, so. Interesting. So that's okay. So that kind of started the journey. <clears throat> but I, so by the time that I came into it, you were like on fire. So what, yeah. when did all of that kind of happen? So it, what years are you were in the, in the 90s, Bill? So what part of the 90s? We're going to, uh, 90, I think 90, the end of 97. Because I remember yeah. that someone at our church was like, hey, there's a job. And I was like, yeah, I don't really care about the journey. Like, I was struggling with that. I was going to be an actor, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I'm dead broke. I need to make wait, some money. Wait, wait, wait. We can't just skip over the Bill's going to be an actor conversation. What, what, like, what was your street cred with the acting world? I was did some acting. <laughs> I, did, uh, I did some community stuff. And then I also did, uh, I did um, uh, what is it? Uh, I was in the Nutcracker at 10, 10 years oh. old. Oh. And so, yeah. At 10, you know. You know if you're going to be well, a big Hollywood uh, star. So I I actually was the kid who beat up the Nutcracker in the play. <laughs> oh, nice. It was pretty awesome. Nice, nice. But, yeah, so I always had this 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 twinge for acting and loved it and just being like this, you know, the, making people laugh. Um, but I never felt it was totally. So, anyway, so I was struggling in my spirit and everything Absolutely. Like that. And, uh, and I needed a job because I, I went to college. And I think it was like the beginning of 98 because I went to college for like a semester at a community college because it was like about four minutes before you had to enroll and I'm like, oh, right. I guess I'll go here yeah, and I'll take like photography and math and computer typing or something like that. Yeah. And then I ended up getting involved with the youth group at a, at, at a church in New York. Nice. And that's when I met Rich. Some guy was like, hey, it was a Sunday morning. I remember this. And they were like, hey, that guy, he owns a business. I think he's looking for some help. And I walked up to you. And I think that was the time when you told me like, be there at 9 a.m., and what he really said was 8 a.m. And so when, he, when I walked in at 9, <laughs> he was already, like, not going to hire me. Like a true actor, rolling in late. Where's yeah. my trailer? Do you remember that? <laughs> you remember that? That you were, like, you walk in at no. 9, and you're like, what the heck? But I do love your optimism because it, it really didn't go like that. You know, you know, Bill makes it sound like, oh, I needed a job, so I went up to, you know, to me and asked for one. What really happened is, Pastor Duke at the church we were going to said, reached out to me and said, hey, you really need to help this kid. He's struggling. He wants to be an actor. He has no future in that. Maybe you can help him. Did he really say that to me? <laughs> no. I was, like, I was like, wait a minute. What the heck? <laughs> Do your street cred just increase by a I thousand know. fold like, for oh me? Oh, my gosh. He knows you better than you know yourself. He's, like, hey, he's not he, going to. He's, he's not, not going to put make food this. on the table. He's this not going to put gonna food work. on the table doing this acting yeah. gig. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, but, everybody saw that he wasn't an actor. It, uh, yeah, you know, Bill just had to figure it out on his own. Exactly. You know, I did play Jesus in a play. Really? Yeah, I played the Christ. Nice. So nice. I wasn't that good though. Anyways, so so I'm sorry. So so I think what where we were getting to was the fact that you were when I met you, you were on fire. Yeah, it was '98, I think it was. And you were just excited about Jesus. And so where, how long in between, you know, that, that moment when you felt like, okay, I'm not that 
bold about my faith to that moment when I met you and I was like, I want to be like this guy. Yeah. Because everything about you exhumed the heart of Jesus. Yeah. So what happened was uh, in married in 1986 and 1989, uh, started a, my own company, Paulson Development, back here in Albany, New York. And when I first started, my father was also in business here and he was close to bankruptcy. So I, I, I did the... Um, I, I did the prayer, it, uh, you know, where uh, <clears throat> I call it my one-eye prayer. When uh, Solomon goes, to, you know, as God says, whatever you want. And he says, Solomon says, well, gee, I'd like to have wisdom. And God was so honored, you know, by that prayer. Not only did he give him wisdom, he gave him money. So I thought in 1990, when I started the company and we were going broke, I did what I call my one-eye prayer. I asked God for wisdom. You know, thinking he would give me the money too. Uh, <laughs> yep. It didn't work out that way. So what ended up happening is I had to go through years of struggle. And when Bill met me, I want to say 94, 95, 96 were my most difficult years mm. where I really drew close to God. I mean, I've got yeah. some of my prayer journals here. Wow. <laughs> From 96 and 95, I, and I encourage your listeners, if you've never journaled, Please journal because uh, I'll look back to those prayers and I realize how God was taking uh, the business and the struggles of that business and drawing me closer to Him during that time. And mm. I kept as difficult as life was, you know, starting a young family, have a business that wasn't doing very well. I just kept uh, <clears throat> drawing closer and getting closer and closer to God. And uh, I was reading through a, a, a prayer journal of 1998 where I realized the closer I was getting to God, I was getting more peace, but my struggles weren't changing as much. I mean, work was still hard, having a young family, but God mm -hmm. was giving me peace. And so that's when Bill, mm. uh, I, I, you know, when Bill entered 1997, 1998, and, uh, and maybe he saw some joy. It wasn't me because work was still very hard, but we had fun. Uh, at work, and uh, I actually I really like this Jesus thing. It was working out for me, not for the money, but he was giving me a lot of wisdom. But what, but uh, what's so great, and what I want to encourage guys is you. I mean, we've done this for five years, and there yeah. are some common themes that just return over and over and over again. And it's a bell that that Bill and I ring, and you are doing a phenomenal job of sharing your story, saying no, no, no. This is how the bill the the the, the bell paid out, and it's this idea yeah. of like. You know, embrace the, the, the desert seasons of life because in those desert seasons is when Christ draws us intimately to him in ways that we would never be prepared or ready for if we were experiencing success. Yeah. And so while most of our life is trying to a, a, a avoid those desert seasons, those cactuses, if you would, those demons, those monsters, what I hear you saying, and I would agree wholeheartedly, is, man, God does some of his most refining work in those most difficult times and seasons. And the second thing is, man, get in the habit of journaling because there yeah. is a story that God is writing out over years in our lives. Yeah. And we are people obsessed with the moment and we forget the longevity of that of, of the years. Yeah. And journaling is that tool, that gift that God gives back to us to say, I want you to look back where you came from. 
Yeah. I want you to yeah. look back and see the pruning that I've done, which will encourage you for the next steps of your life. And so mm. I appreciate your bold story because I think it resonates yet again with something that we we constantly encourage guys to do. And I hope that they're they're taking it up. And if not, man, today, this new year is a great time to start doing that. Start stuff. something new. Right. You know, and it made me think about in your journey, you know, that the struggle and like the battle. But now I would say and again, they, I would define you as successful. You know, I mean, now you've got three kids. Both of your do both of your sons work for you? Work, work with work you? Yeah. So yeah. so he's managed to build this business and is passing it on to his sons. Wow. So Paulson Development actually the name will continue on. You know, which is really really cool. Yeah. But I've watched his character through the years. How he's loved his wife, and loved his loved a daughter and 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 both sons. Do you have any grandkids now? One's coming. That's amazing. Yeah, the first that's one. So, that's yeah. so cool. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to meet him. You're going to be a hot mess. I love it. <laughs> but, 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 but I guess so. So I would say if I can put on the stamp successful and it's not just finances, it's, it's, I, I know your impact and I know I've watched you for years impact even your, your uh, tenants in, in, in his, like he goes above and beyond. Right. Right. I, he cares about people. And so I know I'm tooting your horn right now and I, you probably hate every word that I'm saying. I remember one time. Okay. And I'm going to share this. He was paying me way more money than I deserved. I right. remember. I don't know if you remember this, but I was back from Bible college, you know, and, and, and he's like, well, you, you can work for me when you're home. Like, great. No problem. And even when I was in full-time ministry, I mean, I was dead broke. And so he was like, you can work on your off day and whatever. And he was very gracious. And I remember I walked in and I was he's like, okay, I need you to go do this. And I'm like, okay. So I'd go and do that. I'd come back to the office. Okay. What, what can I do now? And he's like, go do this. I'm like, okay. What can? And then he finally just said, I need you to disappear until 430. <laughs> I just want to pay you. And so I like literally took a brush and was cleaning off the stairs. He's like, you just need to leave and find something to do. And I'm like, oh, you like just like me? You just for me? So, so when I see this character, what, what, what I guess I get to is I want men to be like you because I still see you and I want to be like you. Does that make sense? And so what would you say to the guy who's in that journey of brokenness, who's, who maybe is just kind of... Jesus is on the side, and, and they want to be successful. But what would you say to that business owner who's like, Jesus is on the side. What would you encourage them to do in this moment that maybe he's not real and they're struggling and they're making that choice to want to follow Jesus? What would you say to them? So I, I, I kind of like to circle back, and Travis, we kind of hit on it earlier about uh, in James 1, uh, 2, 3, 4. Consider it pure joy, my brethren, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So back in mm. 1986, when I first got married, I was working 70 hours a week, broke. Uh, my wife was sick with chicken pox, and I was commuting back and forth in Colorado going up I-25. And I remember there was a McDonald's, and there wasn't. I, it was in Castle Rock. And I was starving, but I didn't have enough money to get a quarter pounder with cheese. And I wow. just prayed, Lord, I just want to have enough money one day to buy a quarter pounder with cheese when I want Wow. And then uh, on every Sunday, you know, we would walk at the Broadmoor, uh, the grounds. It's a beautiful hotel in Colorado Springs. Same prayer. Lord, one day I'd like to not uh, just walk the grounds, but be able to stay here. So four years ago, Melody and I went out to uh, Colorado, and I retraced those steps. Wow. We got a quarter pounder with cheese and Castle Rock. And then we went and we stayed at the Broadmoor for four days. And we, tied, uh, we went on this uh, hike, Seven Falls. And I quoted that scripture when I finally understood 
And it's pure, pure joy, my brother, whenever you go through trials of any kind. Because that 25-year journey, a uh, 30-year journey, uh, at times were very hard. But I look back at those, and that's where God molded me uh, mm. to be who I am today. And I'm not like a, I don't consider myself to be like, you know, uh, monetarily rich, but I consider myself to be a very rich man. Yes. I mm. a, a, a great marriage of 36 years. I have three kids who I love. Uh, who are working with me and I just feel God through that journey as difficult as it was never left me and uh, and he has been with me and I can say that journey and there was hard times I was close to bankruptcy a couple times you know yep. we had some health scares in the family at uh, uh, with the kids at, at times uh, but I can look back at those journeys and I can say that God is real he walks with us. Uh, he is faithful. And uh, there was a time I was embarrassed to pro proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, but I am not today. I'll walk around. This cross has been on me since 1986. And there are wow. days I'll just walk around with the cross out like that because I'm no longer embarrassed about uh, Jesus Christ. So anyways, that's so, why I'm kind of so, encouraged to let the guys don't give up. Oh, that's so good. So I, I think, you know, one of the things that Bill champions about you is your integration of your faith into your business. And I think that's a difficult challenge, particularly in a world and a culture that is more and more misunderstanding of, of the Christian faith, of mm. what it is to be a follower of Christ. And um, there's a lot of slander and a lot of accusations thrown at us. And so w what would you say for a guy who is owning a business and is wrestling with how do I better integrate my faith with the business that I'm called to, to be a part of? Yeah. And, and so w how, how would you help guys navigate that? So everybody has a different story on how they do things. I've got friends who are very uh, proclaim the, need, uh, the name of Jesus Christ and everything they do you know, upfront and so forth. But for me, because of my experience where, you know, growing up, I was like, the I was almost uh, making fun of Christians and I already identified them as somebody who was strange. I wanted people to get to know who I was first. And then I would talk right. to them about Jesus. So, you know, for me, our company is really focused on integrity, uh, mm. doing the right things. And then on in, in that, I'm very clear with all my employees, we're about a half and half, I mean, we're a small company, we've got 22 employees, half are saved, half are not, but I make it very clear to the ones when they come into the office and I'm interviewing somebody, I'll let them know that this company is based on the Bible. Everything that we do mm. uh, is based on the Bible. And so like today, I went to a Christian businessman uh, breakfast and uh, the the guy who I sat next with is a, he's an orthopedic surgeon. He's uh, we've been basically partners for 20 years. He doesn't know Christ, but he was there today uh, wow. because of uh, of how uh, our relationship was uh, based on integrity. I never would never cheat him. He knows that everything's been honest, and so he came out of respect and he heard the word of God today. Mm, so that's wow. kind of you know how I I do things. It um, I just want people to get to know me because. I think if they get to know me, uh, they'll listen to what I have to say. 
Well, I'm, I'm seeing that the impact, because we always talk about relationships and the value. I really think that you've probably had a huge impact to me about relational equity yes, and the yeah, value yeah. Of, of, you know, used to say something, you'd be like, listen, because I remember I was like, why don't you just put down like a Christian company, you know, and then people, and he's like, he's like, and may, hopefully I can share this. You're like, well, one is because I just want to do it so well that if people see, ask me like, why are you so good at your, you know, at what you do? And then I could say, well, it's Jesus. He goes, but if it's bad, no one has to be shamed <laughs> for the name of Jesus. Because I remember we were building like 48 houses in one year, that one year. And it was like, what in the heck? We know something's oh, going to yeah. go wrong. Three-year punch list, six-year. I mean, this guy would go into a house like six and a half years later and like do punch lists on people's houses. Like, I'm like, this is wrong in so many levels. Yeah. But his integrity was there. And integrity. So, so but I, I just I remember that, that you were like, no, if it's good, we can tell him it's Jesus. If it's bad, we don't have to defame the name of Jesus <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. It's so funny. So good. Yeah. So good. But, um, but well, no, this you mentioned, too, is that uh, I never wanted to do anything where I would embarrass the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's always been uh, that's always been with it's a big thing. I, I think that's oh, yeah. the, that is crucial. Is just that kind of walk in that. But no, this has been this has been really really good. And um, I'm sorry that that Keith couldn't be in today. Well, Keith's here. Oh, is he? Well, where is he? Let's see. Okay, okay, go get him. <laughs> so Keith, you guys is is a firecracker, and he was like my immediate boss, and he he is Rich's cousin. This guy is. Is a character and a half. I love him, and so. <laughs> and now welcome there to the stage, Keith. 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 How you doing? How you doing, Keith? Hey, man. How you doing, brother? How's it going, dude? Good. How you been? I'm good. You guys, this guy taught me how to use a rake. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> keep me, keep me going, man. This is great. I remember one time, me and Rich were talking about this. I think there was one time you made me move a pile of wood to just move a pile of wood. I'm pretty certain. So. I think You had Bill. I gave Billy the shovel and I said, start moving the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen his his face, man. It was awesome. It was like, oh my gosh. I I would tell these guys about when you would have me come and shovel at Palisades Drive at like (laughs) 2 in the morning. And you'd show up at 6 and I'm like, what the frick? Where is he? (laughs) Oh, man. No. It was the good, good, good times. We love it, man. Yeah, it's it's so good. I'm, I mean, we just had it was different memories, but these guys really um, showed me a lot about uh, what it was to be a man. Yeah. And so, as much as Keith might not know that, he really did show me a bunch. And and I think you know one of the things that uh, that I'm picking up on that I want to point out, point out there's gentlemen, if you do own a business, don't underestimate the value of involving and investing in these guys that you may not have a role for them. But yeah. if you get the right guy in there, you can change lives and eternities for a long for generations to come, and that's yeah. what you guys did with yeah. Bill. You you didn't have a job, you didn't have something for you. Just knew you had to get him around you guys to do something because impact would be made. He's going to so crash and burn if, if he doesn't get. <laughs> but but I just I just remember I remember a year into so so the the name that they called me. I don't know if you guys remember this. 
just the kid. The kid. I, was like, get the kid. Get the kid. Yeah, get the kid. And I was like, go get the kid to do it. And But I remember a year into it, a year into it, Rich pulled me his office. He goes, okay, you made it a year. Now you're family. Uh, <laughs> but I remember it was crazy. It was like, yeah, I mean, I, I would leave some days like, half crying, half laughing. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. I'd go home and I'd have my own little therapy session and I would come back the next day. It was great. But no, awesome. Great, great memories. You guys helped change my life and I'm grateful for both of you guys. It's so cool. And, uh, a man, great just, cloud of witnesses, man. It really a is. A great cloud it, of witnesses. And these guys love Jesus and, and so it's, I love it. But uh, no, I'm just thankful for you guys and the impact. But uh, yeah, um, man, this has been good. It's good for me to walk down memory lane. So. I mean, look how good he looks. When we had him, he was overweight, yeah. red hair, yeah. Yeah. We tried yeah. to get him, you know, a couple yeah. of times we were like this, where you're like, all right, you're going to shovel snow, buddy, first first day. All right, be here at, be here at three. Okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, you did great today, Billy. It's going to freeze up overnight, but be here at two. <laughs> so we brought him all the way up to almost one o'clock and worked him all day. And then, you know, it's done at the end of the day, and he looks at us and goes, yeah, I'm getting tired. I said, yeah, but we got to finish the day out, buddy. <laughs> Exhausted. They manufactured your desert season, is what they, happened. They did. They made sure I had a desert season. No, it was so good. It was it was great memories, man. I love it. Thank you, guys. Rich, you know, actually, I've I've got a couple of uh, questions for you. I don't know if you can answer them. Those fast fives. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, do you guys have and do you have anything else to share? You have any last minute thoughts before we jump into that fast five? No, we're pretty good. Awesome. We do in fairness to Billy, though, Billy was a. Uh, he worked hard. I mean, at that time in the 90s, we were building a new company. We all worked hard. Billy worked hard with us. Billy. Billy. That was Billy it. Billy the kid. That was the kid, man. Yeah, it was the kid. kid. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, he went one year, and after that one year, he said, I'm going to get into ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's easier than this. I'm done, man. I'm going to deal with marrying and burying people. I can't handle this other stuff. I think that's going to be Bill's next book, The Kid. The Kid. Billy the Kid. Lesson. Yep. They scared me into ministry. I don't want to shovel. I don't want to shovel ever again. That's why I live in Texas. We don't have to shovel. You don't have to shovel. You don't have to shovel the snow. Well, hey, we got a couple questions for you, Rich. Can I can I ask them? Can I ask them to you? All right. Um, again, so you want to try that again? I'm sorry. Our fast five. There we go. That's our fast five. So number one, what would you have for your last meal? A cheeseburger, seventy percent, seventy thirty. Ooh. A little extra fat in there. <laughs> what, what about you, Keith? What did you have for your last meal? Tacos. Tacos. Nice. You come down to Texas, we'll show you some tacos, man. <laughs> yes. We'll give you some tacos with hair in your chest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two, Stranded Island. What's one album or musician you'd want to listen to forever? Uh, Jeremy Camp. Okay. Ooh. Very nice. What about you, Keith? Yes. Keith Green, heck yeah, man! That remember Keith Green? Yeah, well, Rich is the one who introduced me to Keith Green, the gold and the silver albums. Nice. Yeah. My wife, my wife will forever despise Keith Green because that's all I listened to for the first two years of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Rushing winds blow through this temple. Yeah. I love me some Keith Green, man. Yeah, that kind of tells you where Keith is. That's the last time he's listened to. Keith Green. <laughs> 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 yeah. Can you still see why we get along? 
<laughs> exactly. I love it. Nothing's changed. Okay, yeah, number, yeah. number three, guilty pleasure. What's a guilty pleasure you guys have? Cinnamon bun. Cinnamon Ooh. buns. Nice. Okay, like fresh ones okay, or just any of them? Great. It doesn't matter. Kind of like a Stewart cinnamon bun? Actually, they have great uh, cinnamon buns now, but <sighs> you're making fun of that. But they no, I love Stewart's. I mean, I, I miss Stewart's coffee and yeah. all that. Keith, what about you? Guilty pleasure. Delmonico's is a really good steakhouse. It sounds like a nice oh, steakhouse. It's, yeah. it's like heaven. I've been to the one in New York City. New York's okay. You've been to New York City one, yeah? Okay. Our, our producer's been to there. Okay, number four. What's one word your um, your wife would use to describe you? We'll start with Rich. Yeah, she said integrity. I had to ask her that. Integrity, okay. It's a good word. You've used it mel- multiple times in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you marry out of your league. You just yeah. listen to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, what about you? What's a word your wife would use to describe you? You know, I was going to use integrity too, but one thing she always says is, you're always too honest. Oh, but I, but I love it. Because as I remember when Keith, I mean, there were days... <laughs> We were tired, and we were putting those houses up, and I would do something wrong, and, and he would lose it on me. <laughs> but then two minutes later, he'd be like, you want to go grab some lunch? And I'm like, how do I, how do, I do this? Because he was, he was just honest. He was just like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, yeah. you're right. I was an idiot. Let's yeah. go grab some food. You know what I'm saying? That was it. It was so I, lo- I, I, I agree with that statement. So, Okay, number five. How would you want to be remembered when you die? Uh, for me? Uh Faithful. Faithful? Yeah. I love it. Keith, what about you? Just that, you know, I always put the Lord first and always did the right thing when it comes down to it. You know, you're always, you know, I want people to say, hey, he did the right thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not waver one way or waver the other way. Mm. Just put his ground and just did the right thing. Oh, that's good. Good men, right there. Good, good stuff. Men. Okay, one bonus. One bonus question: What biblical character that you'd want to have lunch with, but it can't be Jesus? So, another biblical character that you uh, could have lunch with? Uh, Joseph. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can have lunch together. <laughs> why Joseph? Why? Why Joseph? Why Joseph? That's okay. Yeah, probably going to be just mine too. Yeah, but just think. About you, you are, t- and you know what? It's funny because Jeremiah just did Joseph this morning. I get up every morning and listen to Jeremiah, mm. and he was on there, and he was talking about Joseph. Think about this: that that the Jesus was born without him uh, having any uh, intimacy with Mary, and that it's just cool that he went through that whole process. And fulfilled the wishes of yeah. the Lord, and just to ask Him, like you know, that was just amazing for me. That how it, how it did, just the whole process worked out. I love it. That's awesome. Were you thinking the same, Joseph? No. No, you were thinking uh-huh. Joseph in the Old Testament. Yeah. Joseph okay. In the Old Testament. See there, yeah. you guys picked the different people, but it was. Just, <laughs> yeah, so we got the New Testament. Yeah, because I'm thinking, where's he getting this from? What's this? <laughs> I was following you then. Once he said intimacy yeah. with Mary, I'm like. What about oh, you? What? Why would you oh, choose oh, Joseph? Had, you 
you know, he just kept getting hit hard, hit hard. Mm. Happened to him. Stayed faithful. Mm. And then he came out of it all, you know. <sighs> yeah. Going into jail. And that's how I felt like my life has been sometimes. And no, I, I get it. Guys, for the encouragement for you, read the story of Joseph. Yeah, the story of Joseph. Both of them, actually, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I love it. And that, and that is a great way to kind of summarize the conversation we've had is being faithful in the midst yeah. of um, sacrifice, in the midst of uncertainty, and in the midst of the hits keep coming. Yeah. Just to remain faithful and realize that God is good and he's doing what only he can do in those desert season and those difficult times. And uh, don't be afraid to write them down so that you can look back and see all that God has done and be reminded no, of good. his faithfulness. No, today's been a good day. And Any final thoughts, you guys? Anything else you want to share? Nah, we just love Billy Uhas. <laughs> That's why I had him on today, just so they could make me feel good. His book more than you. <laughs> there you go. Well, guys, thanks for thanks for being on today, both you guys. This is like walk down memory lane. I this love this. Great. This, this was absolutely awesome. great, and uh, we love it. Hey, uh, thanks for listening, guys. You can check us out on Instagram. It's at uh, knownlegacy.org. Uh, you can check out things there. I think that's it. No, Known Legacy on Instagram. Yep. Known Legacy Ministries on Facebook. You can check out the book, morethanyoubook.com, uh, if you want to pick up one of those. But uh, thank you guys so much, Rich and Keith. Thanks for being here and being a part of this. And, man, you guys have a rest of a good day. Man, find joy and laugh a lot today. Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have Merry a great Christmas, day. Guys. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to the Known Legacy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So email us your questions or comments to info at nolegacy.org.